Good morning, church. Would you please rise for our first song?
You may be seated and a uh, good morning and welcome to all and just want to draw your attention over here to what's called the Advent wreath. And uh, what happens every week is we light a new candle and you just see the light get brighter and brighter and brighter until we get to that Christmas celebration. Now this week we have the pink candle lit and it represents hope because, well, the first two weeks we have hope too, we're looking but we're coming around the corner and we're getting so close to Christmas. This reminder of hope comes from the fact that God is always faithful. He knows you, he knows me, and he is going to give us a hope that the world cannot give. So remember that, not just today, but throughout this Advent Christmas season and throughout our lives, that we have a hope that comes from Jesus. Again, I want to welcome all, especially our guests. We're delighted you're with us in worship, whether you are in the house or online. Thanks for coming. Uh, we invite you to come back. Uh, we'd like to celebrate with you every single week this good news of God's love for us. Uh, I want to go through a, uh, some announcements really quick, all right? Voters meeting today at 12.15, right after the 11 o'clock service. And really, it's one agenda item. It's the budget for 2023 as we look not just as, at dollars and cents, but we're going to look at mission and ministry. What do we believe God is calling us to do? So if you could come back for that and uh, be a part of it. Uh, the Haiti video. Can we see that video, please? Hey, 1C family, TJ here from Mission Hope. Man, I cannot wait to be back in Columbus, Nebraska, January 13th, 14th, and 15th, as we begin to prepare for your meal pack that's being hosted on March the 4th. Listen, you guys are packing 80,000 meals. That's amazing. So many more than you did last year, and we believe that God is going to use those meals to take kids from hunger to hope, and you are going to be doing that. So thankful for you and Pastor Thielen giving me the privilege the opportunity to sit down for a Q&A on Sunday morning to talk about all things Mission Hope and how you guys are helping us make an impact. Can't wait to see you that weekend. It's coming quickly and we'd love for you to register soon because we have a lot to do to get ready for that event. It's a Friday and Saturday. It's going to be a meal and music. We're gonna have um, music both Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, it'll be a great night and uh, hopefully to raise those funds so we can make rice packs so we could feed those children and bring the gospel of Jesus to these kids. So you can be a part of that. So please prayerfully consider uh, coming and being a part of that and making a difference uh, for some kids on a different place in this world. All right, uh, let's see what else do we have. Um, in, t in anticipation of Christmas. We've been doing what's called the Advent Experience, and uh, it's a time where we come together at 6 o'clock for uh, a dinner, and then at 6.30 we have music and some teaching for all ages. So I'd love for you to come and be a part of that. Uh, it's a great way to prepare for the celebration of the birth of Christ. Now with that is Christmas Eve. It's coming quickly, very quickly. Our service times for Christmas Eve will be 11 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock here, and then 7 o'clock we're going to be making our way over to Trinity Schuyler and worshiping with our brothers and sisters there. Love for you to come and be a part of that. 
And then on Sunday morning, we're going to keep our service times at 9 and 11, and we're going to sing more Christmas carols and keep celebrating the birth of Christ. So I'd love for you to, well, come Christmas Eve and then come Christmas Day and keep that celebration going. Uh, let's see what else. All right. We're, we're going to have communion. So if you'd like to know about that, there are cards in the chair backs in front of you. If you have a prayer request, you'd like that submitted today, uh, you'll see something in the back that'll help explain how to do that. Again, we want to, you know, again, worship together and celebrate this glorious God. And in a moment, uh, joy baskets will be passed, and it's an opportunity for people like you and me to say thank you to God for the blessings given. And again, we don't tell you what to give or how to give, but we do tell you to show your thankful heart to God for all that he's done for you. So let me pray now and just ask that God would lead us. Heavenly Father, again, you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. It comes from your loving hands. And just the, the fact that we can come in, in a house of worship and celebrate you is a glorious gift. Um, but your gifts don't end there. They, they are just so numerous. So teach us, Lord. Speak to our hearts. Lead us in how we should say thank you in return for all that you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, and we pray this all in your name. Amen.
voice a chime, a chance of life. A peace on earth, goodwill to men. And the bells are ringing. Like a choir. Boys and girls, come on up for the kids' message. It is time to come on up front. Find a seat up here on the floor. Come on up. All right. Well, I brought a garbage can with me today. And wait a minute. Somebody threw something in my garbage can. food bag something in here um would you like to eat what's in here no yuck no do you do you want to taste what's in here no would you like to try what I have any takers you do all right good all right here we go do you like Tootsie Rolls or Fruity Tooties? Tootsie Rolls? All right, there you go. You can, you can try that, see if that's any good. Would anybody else? Oh, now you're not, yeah, now I got a lot of takers. A lot of takers. Well, why were you guys scared before to eat what was in my bag? Kinley. Because <laughs> you didn't know what was in it, and I pulled it out of the garbage can. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? It's a little, <clears throat> a little scary, and I'll be honest with you, I don't recommend that you pull something out of the garbage and out of a nasty-looking bag like this and eat it, but I put it in there, and I know the candy's safe, so you can go ahead and <laughs> eat that Tootsie Roll. Um, now, do you think if God asked you to do something that was scary, do you think you would be able to do it? Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's hard, isn't it? When something's scary, even if we think God is asking us to do it. We know what today in the story, this Christmas story, we get to Mary, and we see that God asked Mary to do something, and she's scared. But let's see in Luke chapter 1 what happens. All right, let's see. First, oh, God sent the angel Gabriel 
to Mary. And she, right away she was scared because Gabriel didn't look like a little baby with wings. He was this big, mighty angel, and he shone really bright. It was like looking at lightning, and he showed up out of nowhere. And so Mary was scared, and, and what Gabriel said was he said, do not be afraid. So the angel said, don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. And he goes on to explain that, that Mary, even though he was, she was young and she wasn't married yet, she was going to have a baby. And this baby was going to be the savior of the world. And so she was scared. It wasn't her plans, what she had in mind uh, as she was getting ready to get married. But this is what God had for her. And you know what she said? She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be, may your word to me be fulfilled. Isn't that amazing? So even though Mary was scared, she said, I'll do what you ask, God. She didn't ask, well, what's this going to look like first? Tell me what's in the bag before I say yes. <laughs> she didn't say, you know, tell me all the details before I say yes. She just willingly said, I am your servant. So not only was she willing to say yes, she said, God, whatever you want, I'll do it. It's pretty amazing. And she didn't know how it was going to turn out, but she was willing to say yes. And so we can trust that God is good and that when we say yes to his plans for us and his will, that it is for our benefit, for our good. And we can trust him even when it looks a little scary, like eating something out of a garbage can. All right. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands. You can repeat after me. Father God, we trust you to do what's best, even when we're scared, because you are good. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thanks for coming up. You can head on back to your seats.
One of my favorite Christmas songs, I don't know about you, but I love the message behind it, that one line, this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. That's the message of Christmas. And I'll just say, that's the message of this meal. God gives himself to you and me so we can have forgiveness and life and hope and joy and peace. So I want you to be ready. God is going to deliver to you in just a moment himself, his forgiveness, his grace. Now, in preparation for that, we've been professing what we believe about our sinfulness, our need for a Savior, what's in this meal, and then also our desire to live a life that's pleasing to him. And so uh, let's put that profession up there. Let's share this out loud and um, tell, tell each other, again, this is what we believe. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament. And under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in and through his body, the church, by regular group worship, study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. Again, a, a profession of faith that, you know, again, God gives us the faith to believe these things and to believe these words that were spoken a long time ago. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And again, as we receive this meal, just I want you to know this is a sacred moment. And sacred means this. The God of the universe, holy and mighty and loving, coming down to people like you and me.
May this be a blessed time as we celebrate together.
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Jesus, we worship you. We will praise your name forever. We are thankful for the mercy that you extend to us each and every day. We know that you're the only one who can reach the deepest places of our souls and bring peace that passes all understanding. Thank you that we can bring anything and everything to the foot of the cross and make all of our requests known to you. We offer up these prayers. Prayers for an upcoming wedding for Dakota and Allison, praying that everyone has safe travels to New York to celebrate with them. This is a prayer for staying sober and be with my kids and family also. Prayers for a daughter, she's 25 and having physical and mental difficulties. She doesn't know the Lord as an adult a prayer that someone will help her to get through and that his spirit will work through her. This is a prayer for staying sober as they leave SOS. Thank you, Lord, for bringing new faces to one see this morning. May they feel welcomed here and most of all, feel your presence in their lives. Prayer for my granddaughter that's going through depression with suicidal thoughts, be with her, Lord. Prayers for my son to get the new job that he's interviewed for. Lord, Advent is a season for preparing our hearts and minds for celebrating Jesus' birth and the hope that it brings. God, we thank you for the hope you give us. We have hope because we have a Savior a savior for our every hurt, our every flaw, our every need. Between where we are and where we hope to be, our savior steps right in and declares, I am the way, the truth, and the life. May this be illuminated to all of us during this Advent season. Then let your light shine through us to others so that they can have hope too. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. One of the things that I, I like about the Christmas season are the decorations, right? I don't know about you. It's kind of fun to start putting up these decorations, and they all have a purpose, right? You know, whether it's this, the Advent wreath, and I explained to you a little bit about that. Uh, we have poinsettias up here. We have a giving garland, and just a reminder all right, there are 20, I think 24, maybe 22, because I saw some of you before service, 22 more tags up here that if you are so moved and led, you can come up here and grab one of those tags, purchase the item for one of the, the kids or youth in our area, 
and you bring that back next week, and we will make sure that those kids get, the, get those gifts. Because, uh, again, sometimes, sometimes families have tough times. So if you are so moved, do that. Um, we have uh, Christmas lights up here. I think it was last year was the first time that we put these nice little lampposts up. I mean, it just keeps kind of going, but I want to bring you back to here. This was put up after the service last week, the nativ nativity scene. It brings back memories for me. When I was a child, one of the things that we would do is we would open up the box that had the nativity scene in it. And then as the weeks kind of kept moving on, we would add more of the individual pieces, the characters of Christmas. And each one had a story behind it. And uh, then I would just, even a you know, really little kid, I'd be playing with those and you know, having the donkey kind of go around and the shepherds and all that. Just a really kind of a neat reminder of what took place 2,000 years ago. And I don't want us to lose sight that in the story of Christmas, there are individual characters. And each one of the individual characters have a character. Get it? There's something about them, about their story. They're part of the story that stands out. Now, if you remember, last week we were here, and we talked about Zach and Elizabeth, or Zachariah, if you want to get official, and just their, their waiting. Now, they were waiting on a couple fronts. Number one, um, I think they're probably in their 90s, and they didn't have a child, and it's like, oh, wow, they were waiting there. But even as they were waiting spiritually, they were waiting for God to speak for over 400 and some years to his people. And in their lifetime, in their 90-some years, they had not heard God speak. So all of a sudden, Zechariah hears the angel Gabriel announce something incredible that's going to take place. Wow! Well, we continue the stories now. We're going to keep looking at more and more ca uh, characters. And today we're going to look at the character or uh, the character of Christmas, and it's Mary. Now, what do we know about Mary? I'm going to tell you, not much. Not much. We know the gospel account from Luke 1, right? We find out that Gabriel speaks to her. I wrote down some of the other things that I know. Okay, she gave birth to Jesus. We know that. That's, that's in the account. Uh, we find that um, Mary and Joseph, uh, they go find Jesus at the age of 12 in the temple. So we hear that account. We know that she was present at the first miracle of Jesus, the wedding at Cana. We also find that she was at the crucifixion scene what that must have been like for Mary. So little is known about her. And I'll also say this. There's little known about why did God choose her? Why her? Do you know how many little girls at that age would pretend to be, quote, the mother of the Lord? It was, it was a common thing. They would dress up and play and there were why did God choose her? Well, I wrote down a couple things. Three things that, according to worldly standards, probably would give her the criteria, but she didn't have it. Example, number one, education. Yeah, she had a lot of education. Of course, she's going to be the... No, she didn't have education. Okay, 
She came from a wealthy family. She was in a palace. She had everything at her dis... No, she didn't have that either. Oh, I know. She was mature enough to be able to handle being pregnant and hearing about it from an... Well, she wasn't really mature, I mean, at least age-wise, we don't know, but somewhere around the age of 14. Pretty, pretty much she doesn't fit the bill according to the world's standards. So why did God choose Mary? And I'm going to say this. It's because of the faith that he had given her that she was demonstrating in her life. So just think about it. Mary is just like you and me. Mary had all kinds of fears. God gave her a beautiful faith to address those biggest fears. And as we take a look at Luke chapter 1, as we take a look at the story, it appears that she never let her fears control her. I find that to be amazing. Because all those things taking place are a little unnerving, and yet it didn't control her. Instead, she modeled three things that really will make a difference in her life. And I'm going to say, if we model these three things, it'll make a difference in our life too. Because God used Mary, and God's desire is to use you and me. So here now, as the angel comes to her, as found in Luke chapter 1. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. And then I grabbed a, a different uh, translation of it. It goes like this, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has decided to wonderfully bless you. Now the words con confused and disturbed. Um, once in a while I'll just give you what I call the Greek word because sometimes our English does not grab hold of it well enough. So the Greek word is actually diatarasso and it's a very intensified verb. It's just not like this. Oh. The intensity of it jumps off the page in the original language. It could literally mean stirred to the core, mixed, or jumbled up. And from that root word, we also can come to those words troubled and also agitated. But perhaps the best word that fits this is the word confused. And I was thinking, what is so confusing about this? Well, here's the list I came up with. Confused. What will everyone think? She's not married. Or confused. What will happen to me? I've seen this whole pregnancy thing take place, but I don't know what it's like. What's going to happen to me? Confused. How can I handle this? and confused. How will this change my life? And I was thinking about why the confusion, and I, I'm going to say it very simply. When the finite tries to understand the infinite, there will always be a distance between. 
me say it again. I want you to wrap your mind around it because you're part of the finite group, so get to know this part of it. Because you might think you're really smart, but you don't know it all. That's what my kids always thought. The finite, which are limited, limited in, in knowledge and understanding and experience. We have just a limited amount of resources available to us. That's the finite. And then there's this infinite, and his name is God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And there is a distance between the finite and the infinite. And sometimes you've heard me say there is a distance between the known and the unknown. The known and the unknown. And for Mary, I think part of this confusion, because she's a finite human being, she's this 14-year-old girl that doesn't have a lot of experience, and even if she was 90, and even if she was educated and wealthy and all that kind of good stuff, there would still be this distance. So something had to be done in order to span the distance between the known and the unknown, the finite and the infinite, and it's called faith. Faith. And it's something she cannot muster up herself. It is something that only God can dispense to people like Mary and to people like you and me. That's why when I look at the story of Mary, she is relatable. I hope you feel that. I know we could sit back and say, wow, she's the mother of the Lord. That is remarkable. I will admit that. But she is just as human as you and me. Just as confused, just as disturbed, just as much questions about life as we have in ours. And how many times does our confusion turn into fear? Fear in all shapes and sizes, fear that causes us to feel stirred, mixed, and jumbled up. The confusion can only be addressed like it was addressed for Mary. This gift of faith given to Mary so that she can now navigate through these waters that are uncertain and unknown and a little troubling. So before we get into this next section, I just want you to pause for a second yourself and think about what are you confused and disturbed about? And I'm going to tell you, if you're sitting here today and you are not confused or you are not disturbed about something, please write a book, do some kind of movie. You're going to make millions if you figure this out. But if you, again, are human, there are some things that are confusing, some things that are disturbing. And, and, and if you haven't bumped into it recently, just turn on the TV. There's a lot of confusing things going on, and there's a lot of disturbing things. And so the same answer that was for Mary is for us. To navigate through these confusing and disturbing times. God goes like this and says, hey, hey kids, I got, I got a gift for you. It is a great gift. It's called faith. And you can hold on to it for dear life because you're going to need it. And when that happens, God will be able to use us. God will be able to use us just as much as God used Mary. I know you're thinking, wow, that's a tall order. It's true. Because again, just like Mary delivered Jesus, we get to deliver Jesus to people too. 
differently, but we get to deliver. So let me walk you through. I'm going to say three things that when these things are happening, God is going to use us. So let's start out. First one, God uses people who, by faith, and you're going to hear that phrase, by faith, a lot, because I think this is the character part of Mary. By faith, who desire to do his will. Look what Mary said. Mary responded, my soul praises the Lord. My heart rejoices in God, my Savior, because he has shown his concern for his humble servant girl. She is now desiring to be used. She wants to be used. As confusing as it is, as disturbing as it is, the faith that God has placed in her heart says, you know what, I'm ready, Lord, I'll do it. I desire to do your will. Same thing for us. God, give us the faith so that we could desire to do your will while we're on this earth for no matter how many years. No matter how many years. Secondly, God uses people who by faith are more than willing. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to do whatever he wants. May everything you said come true. To have a willing spirit. Even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of of the unknown. To say, Lord, I trust you and I know that you can do great and mighty things. And and I don't know if you remember this, I say this a lot, but um, I do believe what we believe about God will dramatically affect how we view life and how we live life. So when we come across these moments that are bigger than us, if we realize and remember that God is bigger than all of those things, I think we enter into those moments differently. We enter into those moments faithfully. Jesus touched on this a little bit later in his life. He says, no one could be my disciple who does not carry his own cross and follow me. But don't begin until you count the cost. I'm uh, watching The Chosen again. Um, I just again, I, I just think it's a really great summary of what happened. Um, so I, you know, we did season one. Just so you know, after the first of the year, we're going to do season two. We're going to look at that again. But as I'm watching these individual characters, named the disciples, the, these first followers, I don't think they had a clue of what it meant to follow. I thought, you know, in my view, they they think it's a good idea. Let's follow this guy. But the longer they followed him, they start, the more they started to realize the cost of following Jesus is very significant. And as you become aware of that in whatever part of life, whether it's marriage or parenting or work or wherever you are navigating through life, the cost of following Jesus is big. But it's life-changing for you and for the people that we come into contact with. And now third. God uses people who, by faith, trust. Not just when it's easy, not just when it's convenient, but at all cost. It's the first thing on your mind and heart. 
It's the first thing on your calendar. It's the first thing. Not when you can fit it in. This is a little bit of law, folks. If you're feeling uncomfortable, it's intended. Because I'm looking at a bunch of people like me. My faith and my Christianity, when I can fit it in, that's kind of cool. But when I have to live by it, when I have to make decisions because of it, and sometimes it's costly in my relationships, this is big time stuff. Mary was confronted with this. Her life is changing. She says, uh, Mary asked the angel, but how can I have a baby? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of God shall overshadow you. And then uh, just another verse later, for every promise from God shall surely come true. So Mary, God is faithful. And as you take these next steps forward, these next nine months of, of, of being with child, getting ready to deliver, don't forget who God is. Don't forget how faithful he is. Don't forget that he will be with you always to the very end of the age. Hold on to that truth. And later on in the life of Jesus, he says this, what is impossible with men is possible with God. Or if you recall last week when we talked about Elizabeth and Mary, remember that moment where they, they met, these cousins. Elizabeth says to Mary, you believe that God would do what he said. That is why he has given you this wonderful blessing. So I want to bring you to a clip from The Chosen. I, I just like it. Uh, some of you know the Magnificat. It is, it's known as Mary's song. It is now her response to what God is calling her to do. And I'm going to say, as you watch this play out, because again, they're characters up on a screen, put yourself in Mary's place, present tense. Would you say these same things? And would you, by faith, be willing to do whatever God calls you to do? So let's watch this, and again, go back in time to a very important moment. I told Luke about this, how she was overwhelmed for the both of us. And she called me the mother of her Lord. And we were laughing and crying together, and... It was all too much, and words of praise just burst out of me. Please tell me I'm about to hear them. You're going to write them down and deliver them to Luke. <sighs> the materials are here. I trust you to get them right and to keep it safe and to get it to Luke. kept it all to myself. As you know, I like to treasure things in my heart. <laughs> I was shy, and it felt personal between God and me. But 
I wish I would have shared it with Joseph. And people must know, these felt like God's words as much as my own. I can't explain it, but they did. And people must know. of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their throne and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. your soul magnify the Lord. I believe it does. I believe it does. And I am thankful for how God does that in you and through you. But can your soul magnify the Lord even more and better than ever before? The answer is yes. And I pray that God is going to stir within you a greater desire to take the faith he's given you and magnify the Lord more than you've ever done before. In every relationship that God has allowed you to have, whatever it is, family, friends, coworkers, classmates, you name it, wherever you are, that God stirs within you a greater desire ever than ever before to magnify the Lord. So I'm going to invite you to um, 
stand, and we're going to not do Mary's song, but we're going to do the Apostles' Creed. That is a beautiful truth about who God is. So let's stand, and let's magnify the Lord as we use the words of the Apostles' Creed. Together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. this Christmas I'm gonna say a little prayer I'm gonna stop here for a moment before the moment disappears the world's in a hurry this December city streets and shopping malls I wish we could slow down Let's find the wonder of a child. 
came 